It's now time for the Billy C Show. Part of the BillyCBoxing.com network. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calliger, and it's time for the Billy C Show. Good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you listen, whenever you're watching in. I hope you're doing okay today. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant located in St. Simons Island in Georgia. Check out the website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com, or give my man a call, 912-268-2328. And today's show is also being brought to us in part by Kenny Bear's Barbecue Rub. Check it out, southerngourmetspice.com. Listen, uh, we'll get right to it. You know, my book, you buy my book, all that stuff. We're going to get right to the post-fight show, Tyson Fury uh, against uh, Deontay Wilder, the rematch, uh, big fight. <clears throat> and <clears throat> in case you, uh, excuse me, in case you missed it, Tyson Fury uh, stopped Deontay Wilder at 1 minute and 39 seconds of the seventh round. Uh, Wilder had also been down once in the third and once in the fifth, uh, and then for some for some crazy reason, uh, Kenny Bayless deducted a point from from Tyson Fury in that fifth round. I I, I couldn't figure that one out, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but what a fight! I, I, every round uh, I gave to uh, Tyson Fury, with the exception, um, I, well, I gave every round to Tyson Fury. I, the only one I made a note for was round two was really close. But let me tell you. It was, um, I, you know, I, I feel sorry for Deontay. Believe it or not, I feel sorry for Deontay Wilder. And the reason why is because, I, you know, I've been saying all along, and I was even talking to a guy recently who was a big Wilder fan. You know, he was a one-trick pony. He had the, the, the uh, power in his right hand, which he still does, and he'll be back, just like uh, Fury mentions, and I, and I uh, agree with that. Um, but... When he got in trouble, it was kind of pathetic to watch him trying to land that right. And although he still could have stopped Tyson uh, Fury, it's just that he was battered. The jab was getting to him. The body shots, it, I, I was, I, it was like, you know, uh, the, the light came shining through the ceiling because, uh, you know, I have been saying all along, why didn't anybody ever work the body? He seemed to really be bothered by the body shots. Um, but uh, I guess the uh, the ear injury, that equilibrium shot, uh, or I should say the ear shot, uh, ruined his equilibrium. Uh, so, uh, you know, um, I, listen, Tyson Fury uh, saw something. He put on a great uh, performance, in my opinion, uh, and uh, he stopped Wilder, you know. Um, Fury's not a power puncher. Fury's not a power puncher, but... All you had to do with uh, Deontay Wilder's land shots. His inability to get away, his, his, his lack of footwork. Um, and, and I'll tell you something, I was extremely disappointed in the corner, not for stopping the fight. I think that uh, throwing in the towel was, was the right thing. Uh, Kenny Bayless was certainly uh, playing favorites towards Deontay Wilder, in, in my opinion. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, to, to tell you the truth, 
um, Wilder, they weren't giving him any any uh, instruction in the corner. And a lot of times they they have, and he just didn't listen. He really needed some help in this fight. Uh, there was no question about that. Uh, you know, he was getting nothing. Tyson Fury was doing everything right. Uh, he was landing the punches right. Uh, you know, when he did throw a punch, even if if it grazed him, it kind of seemed to hurt him. Wilder just was being affected. Got to give credit to Deontay Wilder. The guy's got heart, uh, and so does Tyson Fury. It's going to be interesting to see uh, what transpires with the WBC heavyweight title uh, at this point. Uh, as we had heard, there was a uh, third fight in the in the works already. It was already signed. Uh, so I'm wondering if uh, Fury rides off into the sunset like he said he would, uh, or if he foregoes the WBC title and takes a fight with uh, Anthony Joshua. I would I would have to think that people uh, have to think of Tyson Fury as the heavyweight champion uh, of the world. Um, a couple of things uh, we'll get to before I, I start bringing people in. Um, on the undercard, I you know the the the, the undercard wasn't that great. I mean, uh, the pay per view. I'm sure they did well with the um, numbers and they did well at the gate. So, but uh, uh, in the opening fight in a junior uh, a middleweight fight, ten rounds scheduled for ten rounds, um, Sebastian Fundora uh, took on Daniel Lewis. Both going into the fight undefeated, and at the end of the night, uh, Sebastian Fundora. Uh, turned out with the win, uh, the way the judges scored it, 97, 93, 98, 92, 99, 91. Uh, Fundor now is uh, 14-0 with uh, with one draw, nine knockouts. Daniel Lewis loses the first fight of his career. He drops to 6-1. and one. Um, I agree with the announcers in this fight. It's sad to see a guy like Fundora who's like, you know, seven feet tall and uh, doesn't know how to use distance and a jab. Uh, the kid got rocked a couple of times by Lewis, and um, I, I think they need to. Uh, I've, I don't know if, who said it, but I agree. I think they need to bring someone else in other than his pops. Uh, in a uh, uh, entertaining fight, Emmanuel Navarrete uh, won a uh, stopped uh, uh, Santismia, uh, Geo Santismia, in the 11th round, 2 minutes and 20 seconds, to retain his WBO World Junior Featherweight title. Uh, Emmanuel Navarrete improves to 31 and 1 with 27 knockouts. Uh, this would be his uh, fifth title defense in 14 months, uh, 287 days. In a uh, IBF heavyweight title eliminator, uh, Charles Martin uh, stopped Gerald Washington at 1 minute and 57 seconds of the sixth round uh, to improve to 28 wins, two losses, and a draw with 25 uh, knockouts. I guess they're fighting for the next uh, uh, right to fight Anthony Joshua. I, I don't know. Uh, but uh, I, I tell you, it, this fight showed me something. I, I was glad that they were fighting each other. Uh, but what this fight showed me is that the heavyweight division, you know, goes from upper echelon fighters like Tyson Fury and, and Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua, and you can even sprinkle in uh, Pulev and Andy Ruiz Jr. in the mix, um, and, uh, and even a couple of the young fighters like Joe Joyce. Uh, but, uh, you know, you get, to, you get to this Gerald Williams and, and uh, uh, the Charles fight, um, 
you know, the the talent level really drops off. I mean, uh, no disrespect to Charles Martin, uh, but he won, and he's going to be uh, in line. But uh, anyway, the big story, uh, Tyson Fury uh, knocking out um, Deontay Wilder uh, in the uh, seventh round. And I, I tell you, um, I, you know, I, I look at it this way. I say that, the better man won the fight. The guy with the better skills won the fight. And I've been saying all along about being a one-trick pony. Now, I'll be honest. Um, I did not think that um, Tyson Fury was going to be able to do what he did. Uh, I'm, I'm glad he did. But I didn't think he, he would be able to do it. Uh, it just goes to show you, and I think it was pretty evident in this fight, that when you look at a guy that all he did was rely on that right hand... It was kind of pathetic and sad to see him as, a, as in much trouble as he was to still try and land that shot. And although the power was still behind it, the fact that he was so discombobulated, um, it, it just wasn't reaching his target. Uh, joining us right now, all the way from beautiful St. Simons Island in Georgia, is my man Sal Rocky Senecola. What's up, Sal? Hey, Billy C., how are you? Uh, better than your boy. Uh, what was your thoughts let, of the fight? Let, man, let me tell you something. Deontay Wilder was off, especially after he got hit on the ear. You know, I've, I've had 10 busted eardrums on my right ear, 11 on my left. It knocks your equilibrium off, and, you know, you, you don't even know if you're, you know, you think your brain just exploded. And uh, so maybe that was the first time he ever Experienced that and he didn't know how to deal with it, but uh, I'll tell you what, I give the Gypsy King all the credit. He did what he set out and he said he was going to do, and Deontay Wilder never looked like he was in the fight. You know, we've said this all along. The problem with Deontay Wilder was all he had was the right hand. I was also disappointed in the corner because every time, at least when the camera and the mic was on, I did not hear any instruction in that corner at all. I've heard it in the no, past. I didn't hear shit. I, yeah. I, I didn't hear nothing. I, nothing. I, I've heard it in the past, and I've criticized Wilder for not listening. But tonight, I didn't hear anything. Um, no. You know, he didn't want to make excuses, but he had a whole bunch of them. Uh, but uh, I do consider him a warrior. And, you know, I, I, I think it goes back, Sal, to what we have been saying for a long time now. Despite you being a fan of his, you did always agree that he did not possess any other tool uh, aside from the punching power. It caught up with him tonight. How does he go back? It, because I, I would anticipate that we see the same Deontay Wilder uh, come back looking for the, the knockout. Well, we kept saying that this guy's got to learn. He can't just be that one-trick pony. It could work on 90% of the fires, fighters, but uh, guess what? He, went, he, went, he tried to do it with the wrong fighter tonight. And no excuse, no reason. It's just uh, he got his ass kicked. Well, I mean, there's no question about that. Um, you know, he came in in shape. There was no, I mean, he looked great. Um, but... Uh, he he didn't he couldn't get away from the jab. He had no footwork. All the same things we've been saying. You know, it, it was you know the same. Right. It was the same. Always, it, it was the yeah. same fight, Sal, as the first one, except for two differences. 
Number one, Tyson Fury went after him a little more with power and hurt him and had him and had him on his back foot instead of Wilder coming after uh, Tyson Fury. And traditionally, Tyson Fury doesn't do that. As a matter of fact, I said the way the way that Deontay could win was let Tyson Fury come to him, and that's exactly what Tyson Fury did. And Wilder didn't have an answer for it, Sal. Uh, you were one hundred percent correct, buddy. One hundred percent. No, I was one hundred percent. I was one hundred percent wrong. I thought that that if if Tyson Fury went towards Wilder, Wilder, uh, you know, would have had a better chance because he, he, oh, Tyson Fury isn't good like that. He's usually good, you know, defending instead of attacking, so to speak. But uh, tonight he was in attack mode, and Wilder had zero answers for it. So correct, so correct, definitively so. And you know, even going into the last round, I had it. Um, I think one forty-four, fifty-nine to forty-four in favor of Tyson Fury. I had no. Well, I don't know, but I, I going into the seventh round, I had it fifty-nine, fifty-two. For uh, Tyson Fury, um, I gave every round to Fury. I had the third round being a ten-eight round, um, yeah. and 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 the round five would have been a ten-eight, but Kenny Bayless deducted a point from uh, from from Tyson Fury, so it ended up being a nine-eight round. But but I, what what did did you catch why he deducted a point? No, I, I thought. Maybe because he was—he was just grabbing onto Deontay and hitting him in the break and all that stuff. And I think that might have been something along that line, but it doesn't matter because it just didn't work for Deontay tonight. Well, that's that's the that's how you Nothing have to works. that's how you have to win a fight. You have to take it out of the referee's hands. I, 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 you know, I wasn't happy with Bayless. They were fighting on the inside, and every time they got in close, he would break them up. Uh, I think it's time to to move it in another direction with Kenny Bayless. But uh, uh, where does um, Tyson Fury go from here? He just won the the biggest fight of his career. Uh, he is yep. now must be regarded as the undisputed, well, not undisputed, but the heavyweight champion, even above Anthony Joshua. Does he try to seek a fight with Joshua, or does he ride off into the sunset, or does he fight a third fight with Wilder? Well, I'll tell you what. He he's gentleman enough to give Wilder a third fight, um, but I think it'll be a repeat of what we saw tonight. And uh, Wilder's going to have a rough time getting back on the horse. I'm going to tell you that right now. He got he not only got surprised, but he got scared and he uh, he folded. He folded. He went down like a wet rag. And uh, you think so? Is that? Is that what you think Wilder did? Because I, I don't look at it like that. I look at it like uh, he got beat up. He got beat up bad. Yeah, he did. And, he, and, he got beat up. And, and he tried to, to hang in there, but the, the lack of knowledge. And and this is what bothers me. You know, I, I, I've been talking. This fight brought out a lot of discussion about the sport of boxing, uh, which is great. This, this, this fight was great for the sport of boxing. Okay, um, yeah, but 
But, you know, every chance I got, I would say my line about Wilder. Yeah, he's a one-trick pony. He's got power. Yeah, but that's all he needs. Oh, no, he destroys people. Oh, he's the hardest puncher in the history. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, boxing, you need to have other skills. And I think tonight, if anything, I hope the fans that were following Deontay Wilder, Sal, don't abandon him. Because the type of fan that I think he attracted are going to drop him like a hot potato. And the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, it's not even Deontay's fault. They started, you know, the corner, the performance of the the corner this evening, Sal, made me think that they've all become yes men. And, and, you know, Deontay's been the center of attention and, uh, you know, he's making good money for this fight tonight. And it just seems, it, it seems so, uh, I don't know. Uh, do you do you see what I see or, or uh, am I off base? No, you're right on money, man. You're right on the money. There's, there's not, no, no uh, lies in what you're saying. It's all good. It's all good. I think uh, Deontay Wilder learned a lesson of his life. I well, he's going to come back smarter. But I, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I think he's, I think he's going to have a hard time getting back on the horse. Well, they did have a third fight. I know that um, they were able to set up uh, uh, a two-fight deal after the first fight because it was a draw. So uh, you know, regardless of who won, uh, the person that lost gets a, uh, you know, should have an opportunity to to, to get another shot. And I'm sure uh, Suleiman is, is going to enforce that, at least for the ownership of the WBC belt. But I feel that Tyson Fury won more than the WBC belt tonight. And I don't know oh, yeah. I, I don't know if he's really going to want to Like, I, I think I agree with you. I think that if they fought again, we'd see the same thing as we saw tonight. Or, or yeah. uh, you know, a, a different version, maybe not the knockout. But we would see a, a, a dominating fight. I, I I don't think that another fight with Wilder does anything for Fury. I think if he doesn't ride off into the sunset, the only fight for him is AJ. Yeah, I think you're right. And um, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're one hundred percent right. And if AJ, you know, we could, we could start with all the money and all the. Uh, I don't even know how much these guys made tonight, but uh, it's still not, if he fought AJ a couple of years ago, it would still not uh, have equal what, what he could have made, but he didn't, and they both have a loss. And that's going to be it. It's going to be a, a heavyweight elimination bout, and he could fight AJ on that on that uh, format. Sal, but be, yeah. be, before we, we uh, let you go, I want to ask you something and give me your opinion. If you were Deontay Wilder's trainer or if you were responsible for Deontay Wilder right now, what would you do? And, and, and you know, you were part of, of this fight and, you know, you just, you, you just witnessed the performance. You saw the damage. I mean, clearly Wilder was damaged a little bit. Um, how, how would you get him back on track? What would be, what would you say to him, and and what would be your game plan? I'd say, look, let's start all over from ground one. Listen to what the hell I'm going to say, 
and follow my instructions, you got to develop some more boxing skills. And you can always rely on the right hand, except when you get in a tough fight like tonight. You got beat up. You got beat up by a superior boxer who knew how to hurt you. And you can't let that happen again. Otherwise, I'll say, hey, take your money and retire and why you still have your brain. You know, the thing is, is that if he used a jab to set up the right hand, it would it would change him as a fighter. He's He does have, you know, athleticism. He could move around the ring. He just never developed it. Nobody ever, nobody no, ever, nobody ever helped him. And at, at his age, and at, and at, and the fact that he was so accomplished, just never learning, the odds of him all of a sudden picking it up are slim to none. You know, so yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see, and and more more than that, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what route Tyson Fury takes if he uh, decides to fight another fight with Wilder. Or if he goes in a fight against Anthony Joshua in England, it could be worth a, a lot of money to Tyson Fury. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good call, right, what you just said. And, uh, yeah, it would be a major, major payday for both fighters. I'd like to see Andy Ruiz Jr. fight Deontay Wilder next. Uh, because I think that his style of in-your-face throwing a lot of punches would give Wilder all kinds of trouble. And it might even be too dangerous of a fight for Deontay, because if Andy Ruiz goes in there and beats his butt, that could be a career-ending for Wilder. Yeah, that could be. And that's a good point to make. You, you got it right on the head, pal. I try, you know what I mean, Sal? You know, I like I try to come up with some stuff, you know? I know you do. You're very effective at that. You're very good. The psychology of the psychology of boxing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my man. I I appreciate you staying up late and chatting with us, and uh, we'll look forward to next time. All right, brother. Yes, sir. You have a good night, and thank you for allowing me to, to uh, give some feedback. I appreciate it. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right. I'm gonna go swallow some more crow. <laughs> Ciao. Have a good one. Ciao. That's my man, Sal Rocky Senecola. And yes, yes, he was a big fan of Deontay Wilder. And I could sense a little sadness uh, in his voice. But, you know, I I mean, the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, it it is what it is. And for for all the the fans out there uh, that think that, you know, it's just, um, you know, you can't just be a power puncher. You can't. You know, I, I mean, it just, it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Uh, you you got to have more skill when you get to the championship level. I'm sorry, you, you just you just do. You know, and um, I think that uh, uh, the lack of boxing skill uh, was the demise of Deontay uh, tonight. But uh, uh, I tell you, uh, don't forget, if, you, if you're cooking something, the lack of a good spice is a problem. Uh, you got to get, I, I tell you something, I did the, uh, I love the blackened uh, from uh, Southern Gourmet Spice. And I made this chicken the other night when I put that stuff on. It's like, oh my God. Check it out, man. Get yourself a couple of bottles. Visit southerngourmetspice.com today. 
And uh, make sure you tell him Billy C. sent you. Joining us right now, we'll get his thoughts on the fight. My man, Dax Khan. What's up, Dax? Billy C. What'd you think? This was, I mean, really, it turned out to be more than even the promotion, you know, made, made it up to be. You know, first, you know, I've got to say and, you know, put a feather in my hat how many times I mentioned on this show that Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua are going to be sorry they negotiated so long and not faced each other when both were red hot because both are, one or both are going to suffer a loss, and it happened. Second, you know, I've said on this show many times, Tyson Fury, in my opinion, is the most skilled heavyweight in the world, and if he starts knocking guys out, we're going to see the most complete heavyweight since Lennox Lewis. Is he going to continue? And that's what we've it, seen tonight. But the question is, is, is he even going to continue fighting? I mean, the only fight I see for him right now, I, I, you know, we all know that they made a, a two-fight deal after the draw, so in a sense a three-fight deal with, with Wilder. But Sal said just a few moments ago, and I agree with him, we see the same exact result, maybe not the knockdown, but a, a, a beating. I think the fight for, for Fury is clearly Anthony Joshua in England. What's your thoughts? Absolutely, but I would expect Deontay Wilder to exercise that rematch clause. He's a champion. He wants a chance to win that belt back. Um, I would agree that the result would most likely be the same. Um, the first fight, um, Tyson Fury clearly dominated Deontay Wilder other than those knockdowns. So No, but just... what, what I'm saying, Dax, is I'm saying I know Wilder wants to rematch. I'm saying Tyson Fury could say, forget it, here's your belt back. No, I, no, I, that's not that's that's not Tyson Fury style. Yeah, Remember, but this, but but this yes, thing. listen, Tyson Fury has positioned himself above the belt. There's not going to be anybody in the sport of boxing, at least a fan, uh, that's going to not look at Tyson Fury as the heavyweight champ right that now. That doesn't matter. After he beat Klitschko, he was the heavyweight champion. Tyson Fury, how this heavyweight man this really started with all the belts floating back around is. Tyson Fury wanted to give Vladimir Klitschko a rematch. That's why the IBF took that title from him. So, you know, Tyson Fury at that point in time could have very well said, you know what, fine, I'll just fight Vlad, uh, you know, I'll just fight whoever you want, forget Vlad. But no, that's not Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury wants to prove without a doubt. He doesn't want to leave any doubters out there. He doesn't want anybody to say, well, this happened in that fight, that happened in that fight, that happened in the fight. That's why you stopped Deontay Wilder. That's just not Tyson Fury's style is what I'm saying. What I, my point is he doesn't need the WBC belt. So if the WBC says, nope, you can't fight Anthony Joshua in England for, you know, $300 million, uh, you must fight Wilder in your next fight, otherwise we're stripping you of the title. My, What I'm telling you is Tyson Fury is going to be like, go ahead, here's your title back. He doesn't need it is my point. He's still regarded as the best guy, and he'll go and fight AJ and make the same money with or without the green title. That's what I think. I'm not no. saying I'm not saying he's going to do it. Um, but I don't think he's going to fight Wilder again. Why should he? Well, I agree. He can do that. I agree. But I disagree on the fact that he won't. If they want it, I believe Tyson Fury will give it to them. What, the rematch? Absolutely. <laughs> but my point is... I understand your point. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need the belt. He can, he doesn't, he can make belt. more. He can make, he can make twice as... He can make twice as much money fighting Anthony Joshua in England. For one more fight, 
Why why would he risk losing he a made, fight? He made, he made beautiful money tonight. I know, but you don't think he $30 million could, dollars plus. Okay, do you don't think that he could make $100 million fighting Anthony Joshua in England? I'm I'm sure he could. Of course. But, you know. Is he going to make a hundred that million dollars fighting Wilder a third time when everybody that's in the know in boxing is going to think exactly what we think that the same result is going to happen? This was the biggest fight that that could have been made right now, and it's going to make a lot of money. But I don't know if a third fight would, Dax. That's my point. There's a lot of reasons financial, uh, business decision, and just boxing historical. Um, that make me believe that Fury, that the WBC needs to follow Fury, not force Fury to follow them. That's that's the bottom line. We'll we'll see what happens. You really we'll, think we'll, you think that Tyson Fury is going to put the WBC as a as a priority? I said we'll see what happens because I'm not going to sit here and spend all our time talking about this. But the same thing can be said with Anthony Joshua. He will not make as much money with anybody else but Tyson Fury. So, yes, he needs Tyson Fury more than anything without the belt. It doesn't matter if neither one of them had a belt. If they both vacated all those titles right now and they decide to fight each other, it would still be the biggest fight to be made in the heavyweight division. It would. It would. It would, but to have them have that fight now with all the belts, it would well, be. Well, of course, but yeah. I'm saying, but, but but I'm saying, you know, it's we just have to see how that plays out. But my point is, Tyson Fury is the type of guy that if you really want it, he'll give it. Just because I know Tyson Fury is confident enough that he would just do it again. So it's all on Team Wilder. We'll see what happens. Well, were you surprised that his corner was so non-informational, Deontay Wilder's? Uh, it it just seemed like they were just as lost as he looked. No, I, I was not at all. Um, you know, this whole night to me, now hear me out here, it just all seemed to have a bad mojo of sorts for Deontay Wilder. Um, number one, Deontay Wilder was overly serious, not only in the walk-in uh, through the casino, but, you know, in his dressing room. Tyson Fury, as always, was loose. Um, that can be hard to read before fights start. Everybody, you know, likes to be a little different. The weight, a big deal was made about the weight. But remember something, Tyson Fury was 40 four pounds heavier than Deontay Wilder in their first fight. He was only 42 pounds heavier this fight. That 273 sounds a lot, but maybe not when you're six foot nine. Now, Fury, I think that um, he's played a lot of mind games with Deontay Wilder. The, uh, the sh uh, you know, he's a showman, whether or not it's the WWE in boxing, the way he came out there. Um, he made Deontay Wilder wait a little bit. And then Deontay Wilder being introduced first, the champion being introduced first. Are those all just bad omens? When's the last time you've seen the champion introduced first? Well, they they each picked one. One of them got to come out first, and the other one got introduced first. That was in the contract, and no, and Deontay had the choice, so he wanted to be, uh, you know, he wanted to come out. That, right, right, right. But it, that doesn't mean that they didn't, you know, kind of mess with his head. Deontay Wilder's used to being the star of the show. Even the even the crowd bell was, you know. More, more anticipated and more animate when Deont I mean, when uh, Tyson Fury came out, when they announced Tyson Fury's name. So, you know, maybe that did, maybe it didn't play a little something in there. But I'm just saying, usually when stuff like that happens in the past, there's always some sort of bad mojo. Now, people are complaining about that first knockdown. Saying, well, you know, it was a little bit illegal, it was behind the head. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But, you know, remember, 
Tyson Fury went back to the Kronk Gym. He fought that Kronk Gym heavyweight style. He bullied his opponent. Um, he, he used that weight to uh, wear on him in, on the inside every now and then if he could. You know, he got a little dirty punch in. He pulled on the head. So, you know, he did exactly what a Vladimir Klitschko or a Lennox Lewis would do. Plus, yeah. he has all that... Um, that, that mobility and nobody nobody expected Tyson Fury to come out there and actually do what he said he was going to do and that's just go right after Deontay Wilder from the start I wasn't first of all Tyson Fury was three pounds lighter than the heaviest he ever was and the heaviest he ever was was when he came back from the two and a half year hiatus so I was a little concerned about that but I was more concerned that Deontay Wilder came in at 231 and I think that that was one of his problems, too, because he was ripped, yes. But that drains, you're the one that says it all the time, that drains oxygen quicker than anything else, all that muscle buildup, you know? He was gassed. In addition to his ear, uh, whether he had an eardrum issue or whatever, in, in, in addition to the equilibrium off balance, his lack of boxing skill, and the fact that I think he was getting gassed, he was, I, I, I can't knock Kenny Bayless for stopping that fight at all. No, not, not at all. Uh, matter of fact, on social media, I'm sitting there looking, and, and a lot of people were calling for the stop of that fight a whole lot sooner. And I'm I, talking about, you know, not only fans, but fighters and that, you know. They're sitting there saying, stop the fight. Andre Ward wanted that fight stopped. The, the, way, the way he looked, he didn't look right. He wasn't walking right. Bayless, I, I think Bayless was playing favorites towards Wilder. I, it, can, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. What was the point deduction for? Well, because of the, um, I think it was like the little headlock and then the, uh, the little uppercut. But, but Wilder you know, was doing the same the stuff. But, but Wilder was, was doing morning. the same stuff. He was holding him too. Absolutely, but there wasn't even a warnings. I'm not just, you just asked me what it was for. Right, I know. there was. They, he warned both of them once. I will deduct points. And then all of a sudden he pulls a point from him. How'd you have it scored going into the stoppage? How would I have it scored? How did you have it scored? Stoppage. Let me see here. I'll tell you right now what I had it scored was 60 to 52. All right. I had a 59 to 52 because that fifth round ended up being 9-8. It was. It yeah, was, yeah. I, I, but you know what? I don't have to score it the way they score because I don't get paid to score it. No, no. But I'm just saying that I scored <laughs> no, that. That, deduct, that, yeah, that, right, that round should have been 10-8. And then you deduct a point, so it, it becomes yeah, it nine. Been, it would have been fifty nine. Um, yeah, no, nine eight. Yeah, but, but uh, I didn't agree with it, so I get away with that. How about the uh, the opening fight of the night, uh, Sebastian Fandora? Um, I, I thought he had a rough time with Daniel Lewis. He came out on top, but uh, I, I do agree. Very rarely do I get wrapped up with what the announcers were saying, but I do agree that this kid's going to get killed if he doesn't learn how to use a jab. Yeah, and if he doesn't learn to how to start using his distance, you know, um, he does very well on the inside. But again, look at the level of opponents that he's faced um, so far. Um, if you ever watch his past fights, he loves to use that uppercut on the inside, but there's no leverage behind it. They're all arm punches. Um, I mean, I think the right guy won, but the scores of a uh, 99, 91, 98, two. 98, 92, 97, 93 were all like you know quite wide. So yeah, if Fandora doesn't um learn how to fight tall, use his distance, um, stay away from the inside, and uh, add a little bit more uh, defense. Yeah, um, the first time he does get that step up out against somebody who's uh, even at that B level, I can see him getting stopped. 
Fedora, yeah. If he doesn't learn the, the jab, I, I was kind of impressed with Daniel Lewis, uh, but you know the size discrepancy uh, was uh, was a little crazy. Um, uh, you know, Navaretti uh, performed like he usually does. It's going to be interesting to see if he moves up in weight, which it sounds like if he'll uh, get more knockouts because uh, this kid that he uh, fought Sant- uh, Santismia was a tough out for him. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, Navaretti, another guy, you know, I'm a big fan of. How can you not be a fan of the guy? Not only does he um, get brought in as an opponent of sorts for Isaac Dogbay, he beats Dogbay, takes the belt, stops him in the rematch, and then um, that was December 2018 and then May 2019, and after that rematch, he defensed about three more times in 2019, all by stoppage. But um, he kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Jaime Muniga, uh, Mungaya, where... Um, you know, he relies on his strength and, and his chin, you know, to walk the opponents down and accumulate punishment. But every now and then, he doesn't take quite as much uh, um, return fire as Mungaya does, but he takes quite a bit. And we've seen tonight he got rocked a little bit. So if he's going to move up, and if this is his last fight or the the next one's his last fight at 122, um, he's going to have to take care of that before uh, he faces a, uh, a Shakur Stevenson, a Zucan, or a Josh Warrington, all guys that are multidimensional. Um, maybe not all the biggest punchers, but very multidimensional. And somebody like Gary Russell Jr. with his speed would have a field day on him. I don't know. I, I, I like that fight because it, uh, he reminded me a little bit of a Leo Santa Cruz. He keeps coming at you. He's in great condition. He seems to be accurate with his punches. I, I, he just needs a little more pop. Maybe the weight will help. Yeah, maybe, maybe you know, he maybe he's just um, he has a hard time dropping that weight. You know that 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 could be. He's twenty five, so usually fighters around that age uh, is when they move up another division. You know, we usually don't see guys that you know that start in their uh, their late teens, early twenties, stop moving up divisions until their early thirties. You know, if a guy starts at let's say uh, just for example as a super featherweight, usually you know we'll see them take an Oscar De La Hoya or Floyd Mayweather, for example. You know, they'll fight all the way up to you know one fifty four. So. You know, they fought all the way up to 154. Uh, in the case of De La Hoya, 160. So that can very well be what's happening uh, with uh, Navarati. Well, if if he if he can get some... Uh, he's going to definitely need to, to get a little more pop uh, in the higher weight division. So hopefully uh, that will go with the weight. The heavyweight eliminator fight... You know, I was disappointed. I mean, I was. It was a good matchup because two similar level f- fighters fought each other, which is rare today. But I think it proved to me, Dax, that the discrepancy between like an ordinary heavyweight and then that upper echelon, like a Wilder, a Fury, a Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz, Pulev, even if you throw him in the mix, um, it drops off big time. I mean. I'm one of these weird people that when I'm thinking something and something else is going on, all of a sudden I'm thinking it in a different voice. And, you know, as the fight is being introduced, all I'm saying to myself is, uh, you know, I'm thinking like in this Michael Buffer voice about, you know, and now two insignificant heavyweights who both got their asses beat by a fat Polish guy, which is what happened because they both lost to uh, Kalnacki, um, you know, um, Charles Martin was never really a spectacular fighter. Remember, you know, he won that. He he was a champion for three months, and he won that um, that belt on a um, an injury, more or less. Gerald Washington's a tough guy, but he's you know he's inconsistent. He hasn't really uh, fought at that top level, and anytime he has, he's lost. So um, 
I guess it was good because it was in the heavyweight division. Uh, you know, everybody loves heavyweights. We love a knockout. We got to see a knockout. That was the only thing exciting about the fight. But, um, you know, um, what the crazy thing is that this was an eliminator for the number two position in the IBF. Meanwhile, um, Adam Konaki, who beat both Charles Martin and Gerald Washington, is going to face Robert Hellenius, who lost to Gerald Washington his last outing, for a WBA eliminator on March 7th. Yeah, it, it makes it, makes sense of that for me, Bill. Please, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, they can keep fighting each other and have them be decent fights, but as soon as they step up to fight anybody above, you know, Koznaki uh, is probably the best of all of those guys, and I couldn't see him lasting with any of the the top dogs. You know, uh, I, I just I just don't. Uh, but uh, but at least they're no. fighting each other. Yeah, no, and, and you know me, Bill. We've known each other a long time that um, I don't care what level guys are on as long as it's a good fight. But, you know, this just wasn't really a good fight other no. than the knockout. You know? No, so, it, it wasn't. Uh, that was my whole point. Why I, had, I thought <laughs> Char, uh, Charles Martin, I'm like, oh, God, he would get killed. Those, this guy would kill him. He doesn't have a chance with any. And, and, listen, Andy Ruiz beats him. Parker beats him. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I bet you, I bet you even Brazil beats them. You know, Wilder he doesn't stand a chance with. You know, AJ or or Fury, no chance. You know, so I, I don't know, I don't know. But uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. Um, what else to say about the only thing I can say about this bill is that um, my where I can leave off on Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder is that um, we. Tyson Fury used to come on this show when he had, what, eight, nine fights. He was on here several times. Um, he was a clown then. It was hard to take serious. Um, you know, he didn't really look spectacular in the ring. Uh, people made fun of his uh, his man breast, more or less. It uh, wasn't too long after that. He had the incident where he punched himself in the face. Um, before the Steve Cunningham fight, I spent some time with him, and um, I didn't take him serious. We laughed together, but I didn't take him serious when he told me that um, he was going to chase Vladimir Klitschko to the end of the earth, and um, if he had ever lost to a 40-year-old man like David Price, he would um, migrate to the desert and bury his head in the sand so nobody would ever see him again. He'd be that embarrassed. You know, a hard guy to take serious. But, I mean, really, now, when Tyson Fury speaks, yes, he does it in a comical way, but how hard is it not to actually just believe whatever this guy says? If this guy wants to sell me hot water in the, in the, in the, um, in the Adirondacks, I'm going to believe he has hot water in the Adirondacks. The thing is, is he's an extremely smart fighter from a lot of different perspectives, not only for the mind game part, um, but in the ring. He sees stuff coming. I thought that some of the scientific reasons they were giving in the uh, uh, pre, 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 pre pre-fight show where they were showing you the trajectory where, you know, he's punching down and... And it gives him his brain a, a, a split second more to re, to react and all of this. Oh yeah, yeah, the um, <laughs> it, I see no But it makes sense. It no, really no, it, does, it, yeah. it does make sense. Now with Deontay Wilder, you know he's not punching down, you know Wilder, but he was the bigger man. He did lean on Wilder, and the what failed Wilder was his lack of anything other than his power punch. Yeah, and no that, plan B. We've said that forever. He has no plan B. But that's that yeah, yeah. But but even if he had a plan B, he wouldn't be able to carry it out because he doesn't know anything else. It was kind of you know, excuse me. I said earlier, I, I it was kind of pathetic to see him trying to land 
that power hand when he was in all kinds of trouble where, you know, you, you knew that it, it wasn't long before they were going to stop the fight. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, this, you know, at the gym, we're forever arguing with these kids about the fundamentals. You know, everybody wants to spar. They want to do mitts. But, you know, like like any fighter, especially kids, you know, they don't want to do um, their, their road work. They don't want to do their cardio. They don't want to sit there. And when you correct them about how they throw their jab, they get mad. So, you know, we're going to watch this fight with them and show them exactly that. You know, you see here Deontay Wilder, he has one jab and then he has that straight right hand. But heavyweight champion of the world and he has nothing else. You know, this this is why now um, Dante Wilder looks the part. Well, he is, you know, uh, you know, a boxer, a world champion, a power puncher. But, you know, he looks that. But other than that, you would think that Tyson Fury is the guy that has nothing. Why? Because, like you said, Tyson Fury is a smart fighter. And, you know, Dante Wilder, it's just that, you know, he had the curse of a lot of power punchers have throughout history is once you become so in love with your power, you're so sure that that power is going to bail you out every single time. And there is no way that anybody else is going to get to you before you get to them. We've seen that tonight with Deontay Wilder. Hopefully they go back and they work on that. If you go back and listen to this show, how many times I've said on here, Deontay Wilder really has not improved his boxing skills since I would cover him in the amateurs. He, he, he regressed. He relied more on his power punch. On, on, let, on the power. Yeah, let, let me ask you this. Here's the million-dollar question. What did Tyson Fury gain from moving with Sugar Hill, which is something that, you know, uh, getting rid of a trainer, longtime trainer, well, actually wasn't even with him that long, to go to a new, uh, to a new team, or at least a new portion of the team, and all of a sudden see the results. What, what did this guy teach him? or pull out of him that's been hiding for all his previous fights because he was never known as a knockout puncher. You know that as well as I do. No, he never was. Um, now, a lot of people forget that Tyson Fury started out his career over at Kronk Gym, but... Um, and, you know, he didn't, you know, uh, have any extended time with, uh, you know, in his career. But, you know, that's where he started out and you know, he learned from them. And then when you go and you look, he had the three of the greatest heavyweights of all time were there tonight. Mike Tyson... Evander Holyfield, Lennox Lewis. Lennox Lewis beat both Holyfield and Tyson. Where's he from? Kronk Jim. The champion who, the second longest reigning champion of all time in that division. Not, not belt holder, but champion, Vladimir Klitschko. Where did he become great? Where did he get his style from? Kronk Jim. So why not go to Kronk Jim? He was smart. Like you said, he's smart. He did it and it paid off for him. So, you know, it's a matter of... Tyson Fury having to use his size. Remember, Vladimir Klitschko, Bill, once he developed the style that Manny Stewart created for him or, or you know, taught him, Vladimir Klitschko didn't get as many knockouts as you used to see earlier on either. Uh, speak- but the thing, the difference is, though, is that Tyson Fury isn't afraid to take a punch like Vlad was. You know, it seemed that when... Tyson Fury landed his jab and followed with a right hand, and he came there with the uppercut. I, I was I was talking to my man Mitch through the email, and um, I said, you know, I, we all know what the deal is, and I questioned Tyson Fury's speed. I said, if Tyson Fury has the speed to connect with Wilder a couple of times, he can win the fight. I said, but if he if his hand speed isn't there. If he can't land, you know, one, two, three punch combinations quickly, then Wilder will catch up with him. And tonight, Dax, I think that Tyson Fury proved that he can, uh, 
you know, throw power punches with some speed. What's your thoughts? Yes, absolutely he can. And um, Tyson Fury, it's not as though he's never scored knockouts. It's not as though he's feather-fisted. It's um, his style, more or less, I would have to say, that doesn't allow him to get those type of knockouts. And we've spoke about this on here before. You know, Tyson Fury, he doesn't sit down on his punches and let his hands go. You know, he doesn't sit down on those power punches. So... I guess, you know, maybe, Bill, the combination of his natural boxing ability, his um, uncanny ability to be so nimble at his height and um, his weight, added with, um, you know, what else comes from Kronk, because Kronk trains like nobody else. You know, that's a tough place to train. Holyfield, one of the most um, uh, durable, uh, one of the guys with the greatest stamina in the history of that division, he stopped going to Kronk Gym because it was too rough in there. It was too it was too hard to work out inside Kronk Gym. So all that combination together, if that's what uh, um, Tyson Fury is doing, then hey, you know what? Tyson Fury is going to um, hold this position for a long time coming, in my opinion. Uh, and yeah. Then, yeah, and then um, tonight... I, a lot of people have seen somebody in the chat room. I know Sal was wondering. Um, I do have what tonight's purses were. Well, they, they, well, the purses aren't guaranteed yet. They're getting a cut of the. Uh, it all depends on the buys. But I heard it was close to forty million each. Yeah, they're they're, they're guaranteed five. Right. Okay. And, and then there's um, the purses each are five million. Plus, there's another guaranteed twenty-five million. How that's worked out, I'm not really sure. But then there's also a percentage of the pay-per-view. I mean, Charles Martin and Jared Washington. Martin was got two hundred and fifty thousand. Washington got two seventy-five. Uh, Navarati got three hundred thousand. Uh, uh, Santisima got twenty-five thousand. Fedora got forty thousand. Daniel Lewis got thirty-five thousand. Amiri Mom got thirty thousand. Javier Molina thirty-five thousand. Uh, Matias got fifty thousand, and uh, Ananayan got thirty thousand. Now, um, speaking of, you know, styles not being able to change real quick, um, Subriel Matias, and I was saying this during the whole fight, and you go watch our Twitter feed, he's fallen in already to the curse of the power punch because he didn't know what to do when uh, Petros kept coming after him. Well, that's I knew that that was going to happen with with Wilder as well. I mean, that's we talk we've been talking about this for years how these fighters just don't learn enough before they. Uh, before they get the and, shot. And, but back and to seconds, and seconds before somebody said seconds after somebody said Matias is going to be the next Felix Trinidad. He does stuff only Felix Trinidad's been able to. He gets knocked out. Well, the 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 one thing or, or I, he gets knocked down rather, not knocked down. He gets knocked I, down. I want to I wanted to jump back on the the pay for a minute. Um the thing is, is it depends on the buys, and early indications are that they did very well with the pay per view. Um, I know, yeah. I know the cable companies uh, are, are were bombarded today. Uh, I a buddy of mine uh, gave me some feedback, and uh, towards the an hour before the fight, you you were waiting on hold to get that fight. So I think they did pretty well, and rightfully so. It, it was a well yeah, it was, it was a genuine fight. international heavyweight uh, championship, you know, international fight. But going on, glad you brought that back because I'm trying to think to myself as they're announcing that this broke the gate record um, for a heavyweight fight. And um, the MGM Grand only holds 16,800 at capacity. Um, Wembley holds 90,000. Klitschko and Joshua was sold out. How did MGM Grand actually break the um that record or or is it just a nevada record or something like that no it's it's the the dollars that they were selling the tickets for i heard that uh some of the 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 top seats were being sold for 11 grand a pop 
Holy cow. So, you know, and, uh, you know, they had some big stars and stuff there paying uh, big bucks to get up close, you know. So um, okay. one uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about the, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, little tribute they gave to uh, Lewis Holyfield and Mike Tyson. I, I found it ironic. I mean, uh, obviously all three of them uh, Hall of Famers and, and great fighters, but I found it ironic that, Mike Tyson basically was the headliner, and both Evander Holyfield and Lennox Lewis beat him, and both seemed, well, not so much Evander, but Lennox definitely did. They seemed to give him his props, like, you know, he should get the credit uh, for their success against him. What was your thoughts with that? Oh, absolutely. Um, take away the, the who beat who. Um, you know, Lewis, obviously, he beat both guys. And we know what happened with uh, Tyson in the two Holyfield fights. But um, Mike Tyson, love him, hate him, no matter what you think of him, outside of Muhammad Ali, has been the most successful, the most loved, the most profitable heavyweight in history. Mike Tyson can stand on a corner and he can charge a thousand dollars a head for people to brush his teeth. So just Mike Tyson is going to bring people in there. So that that's why. I mean, you know, Evander Holyfield and Lennox Lewis, obviously all-time greats. They would have been in the Hall of Fame anyway. Um, their uh, accomplishments, you know, you can't take away from their accomplishments at all. But yeah, the fact that they fought Mike Tyson, those fights were as huge as they were because of Mike Tyson. Yep. No, I. Uh, I you, know, agree. you know what I mean. That, that's always been one of the great things about Tyson. You know, at one point in time, Bill, I don't know, you're uh, about forty, fifty years older than me. Um, they had that um, that um, I don't know what do you call it? survey poll, whichever they did in uh, certain countries, and more people recognized Muhammad Ali than they actually recognized the Pope. And um, you know, Mike Tyson. Not that they ever did anything like that, but you know, Muhammad Ali. No matter even now, any sort of Muhammad Ali memorabilia, any sort of Muhammad Ali gear is worth money. You pay good money for it because it's Ali. Same thing like Tyson. When Tyson lost all his money and people thought that Mike Tyson was going to be down and out with nothing, and then all of a sudden you find out exactly how much people love Tyson. His one-man shows, he's got the cartoons, anything Mike Tyson people love. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to argue with you there. You know, the, uh, the guy never be broke, you know what I mean? That, that's, a, that's a beautiful thing. Um, before we let you go... I, Deontay Wilder, where does he go from here? If if you were involved with him, if you were either his trainer or a manager or an advisor, what would you do with Deontay Wilder right now? What would you be saying? I would, number one, sit him down and say, look, we had a good run. You're only 31 years old. What we need to do now is figure out how we're going to adjust your style Obviously, you're a fantastic power puncher, but we can't continue on as just a power puncher. We've seen what happened with Anthony Joshua. You know, so I think we need to bring in somebody here, as um, Sal stated earlier, to rebuild, to start from over. And let's just start with the basics. Let's start with the jabs. Let's start with the one-two. Let's take a couple fights against guys that can give us a little resistance, but they can't, you know... Um, you know they're not gonna, uh, you know, hurt us. We're not gonna be any in any danger. Um, we need to go uh, some more rounds, and we need to put in some more work. But most of all, those fundamentals. That's what Deontay Wilder has to get down is those fundamentals. Because if Deontay Wilder, one of the biggest knocks on him, one of the things that you know everybody um, 
criticizes or makes comments, you know, however you want to put it, is when Deontay Wilder gets a little bit frazzled, he throws those windmill punches, and he's very easy to hit. Tonight, obviously, is the first time that uh, it's ever caught up with him. Not that he was able to do that because Fury controlled him so much. But, you know, Deontay Wilder, with his freakish power, and he's a nimble guy, and his size, if he can just master that 1-2 or a 1-2-3 combination, Deontay Wilder can all of a sudden go right back to the top. Maybe not beat a Deontay Wilder, but he can go right back to the top because right now it doesn't matter who you are, Bill. Everybody knows that Deontay Wilder seeks nothing but that right hand, and everybody knows the tell that Deontay Wilder is doing to throw that right hand so the blueprint on him is out for everybody well that's that's the that was the second part of the question i was going to ask you you know just like all the other great fighters that lost for the first time specifically the power and and feared fighters the sonny listens the mike tysons etc and deontay wilder has to be put in that category now that other fighters see basically success and how it was obtained everybody's going to attack him that way. That that invincibility aspect, that that he's going to knock me out with that hand and they're watching that hand, now they have a different approach. Is That's going to make it harder for him. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, Sonny Liston and uh, Mike Tyson, the difference with them was they weren't one-trick ponies. Um, they, they lacked... They lacked mentally. Um, you know, Mike Tyson, with, with his losses, that's when he was going through a lot of turmoil. Um, then, you know, he stopped training. He didn't really care about the, um, the sport a- anymore. He just went in there. He was there for a paycheck, self-admittedly. You know, other than that, Mike Tyson had a fantastic skill set. Same thing with Sonny Liston. Sonny Liston had a fantastic skill set, and his troubles came from outside the ring rather than inside the ring. Deontay Wilder's problem is his skill set. Not his heart, because nobody can ever question his heart again. No, you know, you're, you're after right. The, after the first Lewis Ortiz fight, I don't think anybody uh, really had any questions on his heart. But, no. you know, after this tonight, I mean, come on, you cannot question the man's heart. Say whatever you want about him, but you can't question his heart. I agree 100%. I felt the same way. Dax, I appreciate your thoughts, and we'll look forward to you uh, next week, brother. All right, everybody, enjoy what's left of your night. All right, take it easy. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Dax is right. Because uh, usually uh, uh, I'm in my feety pajamas by now. But uh, uh, in any event, great fight. Um, I'm not so sure uh, what uh, can be done, uh, if anything, with, with uh, Deontay Wilder. Uh, personally, I feel that, um, you know, I've been saying it, uh, all, you know, the whole time that I believe that he was a one-trick pony. Um, I also don't believe that, He's savable, meaning um, I think he is what he is. And um, we're not going to uh, see a change uh, with him. And I don't think that, um, you know, despite uh, uh, Dax and, and my man um, uh, uh, Sal, I'm sorry, Sal, um, you know, I don't think that uh, it's going to uh, make a difference to start from scratch. I, I just think that um, because he was so successful with his power that he's going to revert back to that um, very easily and, you know, automatically. Uh, but uh, in any event, uh, it, it was a great fight. And uh, joining me right now, a guy who steadfastly stayed with Tyson Fury from the first time we talked about it immediately after the first fight all the way through tonight. He must be ecstatic and uh, glad to see 
He's either got AAA or a good friend if he lost his keys. But joining us right now is uh, my man Alex Papali. What's up, brother? Good morning, Billy C. That's right. Yes. Good morning. What a great fight. Great fight. Great fight. What was your um, what What did you think of it? I really think, I mean, we saw maybe these guys aren't all-time great fighters, but that was an all-time great performance. Um, that really was tremendous, what Tyson Fury did. I mean, I think I did notice that there's a couple people complaining about, you know, there was, there was a shot behind the head. Well, you know, I think this is heavyweight boxing. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I think one of the rules is protect yourself at all times. And I think, yeah, it was a bit of a cuffing shot, but clearly it broke his eardrum. I mean, that's a legal blow. Um, well, if it broke the eardrum, it was more towards the side of the head than the back of the head. Right, right. <laughs> you know, but I mean, um, I was really disappointed in Kenny Bayless. Um, you know, I, I, there was no reason to take that point away. I, I thought that Wilder was hitting at the break and doing just as many things that could have warranted a warning at least. Um, I thought Kenny Bayless was favoring uh, Wilder during this fight, and it was uh, bothering me, although I did notice from the third round on, Kenny Bayless was watching Deontay Wilder very closely. Yeah, I think he no definitely noticed how because there was a moment. I'm pretty sure it was either I think it was in the third round where, um, and it, it's very possible this was the very first time that uh, uh, Wilder's ever had an injury like that. So he's probably getting used to the feeling of uh, having an ear full of blood. Um, and you saw him for a second; he wasn't being hit. Uh, he just was trying to adjust on his feet, like, and that was like, oh, his equilibrium's off. Um, so, uh, you know, kudos to him for fighting on as long as he did. And I, I think that's the other thing is he was angry with the stoppage for a second, but there's a, there, it, it seems like he's concussed for a minute. Uh, and Mark Breland was stopping it anyway. So um, I, I do think that. Uh, you know, we did see a great fight, and, um, you know, Fury, he told us that he was going to stop him, and uh, he, he did it. And that was the thing that was amazing is that in the first fight, um, there was so much, when he came out, he was, like, just in front of you and doing lots and lots of movement, getting you to look at him, getting you to look at him, don't know when he's going to take a shot. This time he came out and was much more business, throwing great big right hands in that first round. So he was sending a message right from the get-go that, hey, Deontay, uh, I'm going to hit you. You want to hit me? You better hurry up because I'm going to hit you first. Let's look at uh, Deontay Wilder first, um, at some of the issues, and, and we'll get back to Tyson Fury because I agree with you. Um, probably his... Uh, it's going to be tough for him to top this performance that he had uh, tonight. I mean, let's be real. But as far as Deontay Wilder is concerned, um, I've been saying it for years. Uh, you've agreed. We've talked about it on a show. Dax has agreed. Uh, the only guy that has it really is my man Sal. But um, Deontay Wilder is a one-trick pony. He, had, uh, he still has punching power. Never had good footwork. Uh, 
looked like he should be able to throw a jab, displayed that he had a jab in the first Bermain's Vern fight, but never went back to it, fully has depended on that right hand to come through for him, despite even losing on the scorecards for both Ortiz fights until he stopped his opponent, and the first Tyson Fury fight, many people believe even with the stoppages he lost. Um, with that said, and losing the way he did, Dax and Sal seem to think that he should go back to the drawing board board and start to focus on fundamentals. I think that it's impossible. I think that it's too far gone that they let this kid get to this point where he is what he is, and when he comes back, he's just going to be a healthy version of the same Deontay Wilder. What's your thoughts? Where does he go from here? Um, I think those are some good points because I think I can see either way to some degree. I think we don't really know at all because this is the first time this guy's lost. Uh, supposedly he did get stopped in the amateurs, but he was very young. Um, and um, so we don't, you never know how a guy's going to adjust to that. Um, will he ask there? Supposedly there is a rubber match clause. I don't know if he's going to want that. Wait a minute. As far, as far as that goes, and, you know, Dax disagreed with me. Yes, there's a rubber match clause. Yes, if you're Deontay Wilder and you're a one-trick pony and you, you're hoping that you're going to catch up with him, he's going to want, that, want that, that fight. Clearly, Deontay Wilder is going to want the fight. However, does Tyson Fury need this fight? The same thing's going to happen. Tyson Fury should go fight Anthony Joshua in England and make a hundred or even two hundred million dollars because that is the big fight. The belt is secondary. That's where Dax and I disagreed. I don't think I think the WBC needs Tyson Fury more than Tyson Fury needs the WBC. What's your thoughts? Oh yeah, I mean I think the fight to see now is absolutely Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua. No doubt about it. I don't think it's necessarily over for Deontay Wilder. I don't think you're going to teach him all that many new tricks. I do think that maybe a new trainer is not a bad idea, um, but I'm not sure that that's... I think that um, Deon, uh, what Tyson Fury did, no one else has done. I mean, this guy had, what, 10 or 11 title defenses, Um yeah, but and nobody else would attack them. It's the same, you know, when everybody was afraid of Tyson and, and Liston, and Dax made great points. Tyson and Liston had way more uh, of an arsenal than, than Wilder. Oh, yeah. But, but, you know, I always wondered why nobody worked the body. Wilder looked like he was devastated by body shots tonight. Right. The body shots did more damage. They slowed him up. He did not like getting hit to the midsections, Alex. Not at all. And you do, it wasn't kind of surprising because he's got that very thin, like a bodybuilder's middle, uh, whereas um, Fury's got those love handles and he pulled his trunks. He had his trunks like Oscar De La Hoya style. They were up real high. Um, but uh, I, that was the thing about it. So much talk about the weight. It doesn't matter. This guy knows how to fight. Even if he's fat, he's a fat guy fighter. He didn't look yeah. fat. Wait a minute. Andy Ruiz is a fat guy fighter, but uh, Tyson Fury didn't look really that fat. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about it is that I think 
Yeah, it was 17 pounds. Big deal. When you're 6'9", that's probably, what is that, a week of eating? Well, Um, it was three pounds less than the heaviest he ever was. And in my opinion, this was the best he ever was tonight against Deontay Wilder. He looked terrific. He really did. Now, I mean, I think that in terms of Kenny Bayless, yeah, I did think the the point he took away Why? Was, Why did was, he do it? Why did he do it? I'm sitting there going, what did he do that for? You I know? think it was uh, for uh, America. I, I you're right. It. And that is wrong. Yeah. That is wrong. Of all I people, I can't believe you I said think, that for America. That uh, all, 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 all your, yeah, I'm not gonna say, but uh, uh, I, I do think that one of the things that you know, in his defense, there were a few times where Fury did forcefully put him in a headlock and maybe go overboard a little bit. So maybe Bet Bayless was trying to right the ship the other way. But you're right; that's not the way to do it. That's not what points are there for. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I, I think at that point it didn't matter because the writing was on the wall. I mean, that was the thing that I, to me, I think was after the fourth round. It was either the fourth or fifth where I was like, oh, he's going to stop him. Uh, it, it was just, there was Wilder's, it was like his compass, his targeting mechanism was off. He was, once those his eardrum was broken, he couldn't get line up a shot. There was no chance he was hitting Fury. And then you add how elusive Fury was. Uh, it was impressive. I think that's the big thing Sugar Hill did bring to the equation was that Kronk 1-2. The, the pawing jab, the fi- kind of range-finding jab, and the monster uh, right hand almost shooting it like a bow and arrow. But he never had a monster right hand. That's just it. He, he doesn't have to. When you're 6'9", 270, anything you throw is a monster. If you have bad intentions behind it, it's a monster right hand. And the other thing is, if you if you got an opponent that doesn't know what to do when he gets hit, because Wilder clearly didn't, you know? Yeah. I mean, he didn't move. He didn't change anything. And and it was pathetic to see. I even felt sorry for him, for how and that's true, of, of how pathetic he looked trying to just muster up enough power in a right hand to to save his butt in this fight when he was clearly, I knew he was going to be over. You know, after the first time he got dropped in the third round, I said to myself, oh, my God, Tyson Fury's going to knock this guy out. You know, and uh, he was taking a beating. He really was. And to Tyson Fury's credit, he looked good. He looked like he was in control from the from the time all those girls carried him out <laughs> to the time he won the fight. Oh my God, he really is something else. <laughs> he is. He's. He's. A, and, and he can get away with that. Oh in, God, I know. In this, in this Me Too generation, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. It, it was uh, pretty. He, he, funny. And that was the thing that um, the it was so fascinating to see how at ease he was from the moment he got out of his car. Um, Whereas Wilder did a lot of pacing. Wilder, Wilder of, was winded already. Did you see the route he had to take in? He went through every back room there was. was in the, 
<laughs> Why <laughs> were they walking so far? It's like they walked the whole casino. We layout. know exactly. We know exactly the route that they took. Okay, I saw the same places in the background. Why they didn't cut him right through like they do all the other times down those stairs? But where did they even duck him behind? It had to be behind. I, I don't even know. I can't even figure out which kitchen he was behind. Yeah, you know? I'm sure there's a lot of uh, uh, Vegas thieves out there who are going frame by frame with that pay-per-view because they, they, like, walked him through past the fuse box and through the kitchen. I At know. one point, Pesator did make a comment about that. It's like uh, it was like they were bringing Henry Hill uh, yeah. to the table. <laughs> exactly. exactly. In Goodfellas. I know. Um, but, uh, you know, Tyson Fury, a lot of credit has to be given to him. Uh, I just, uh, I believe that, you know, for him, um, you know, the, the big fight for him is, is Anthony Joshua. I, I don't think there's another heavyweight fight for him uh, at this point. I really, I don't think so i i think he's uh, accomplished everything and knowing tyson fury who knows what he does after this this fight uh he may you know retire for a while who knows yeah i, I mean i i hope that we do see a joshua fight i think the thing that's kind of comical uh about boxing is that um it's kind of like the rolling stone song uh that you can't always get what you want but um, you get what you need, and uh, we did, certainly did get what we need. But what what happened tonight that set up was that um, tedious Charles Martin fight that ended in the one punch dramatic KO, which saved his career. He's the mandatory for Anthony Joshua, not Tyson Fury. Figure that one out. Um, so, well, Ty I mean, Tyson Fury doesn't need a mandatory. He's the king of it all when you think about it, I guess, now. Um, right. I mean, the the, there is, there is no... the lineal. Yeah, this, well, he, Tyson Fury was the lineal, and he's clearly the lineal. I think that people are going to regard him as the champion. Um, he's got the WBC belt, and I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that... Um, uh, the WBC mandatory, uh, I mean, shouldn't that be Dillian White? I mean, he's been the mandatory for nine, ten years now, I think. Uh, uh, but Anthony Joshua's got to fight Pulov, then he's got to fight Usyk. He's got all these mandatories. That's my point. I mean, those two should say, hey, forget it. You, you, All you belt people, all, all, all the belt people, we're going to fight each other. You're either going to support us and let us fight each other, or you can have your stinking belts. Because I think that Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua is above the belts. That was my point that I was trying to make before. Oh, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that anything that um, we could do uh, as a sport to make that happen would just be wonderful. It would lead to a unified heavyweight champion. Um, and like they were saying tonight, uh, I mean, because we almost have that, yes. Uh, those these were the two best, but then then the other guy is the third best is Joshua. So now and the thing is they're both from the UK. So come on, it's a match you gotta see and think about it. Joshua regained his title and did it kind of boring. Um, and look at the way Fury seized it. Uh, so man, oh, the the press would be so much fun for that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'd love to see that fight. Um, 
uh, hopefully we do see it. But you're right. I think we might end up getting mandatories from both of them. Uh, who knows? Tyson Fury, I, this is my point. Tyson Fury isn't going to, he doesn't, he said that he doesn't need anything anymore. He's got all the money he needs. He's, he's willing to walk away right now. So if that's his mindset, there's only one fight for him, and it has to be the biggest moneymaker out there, and that fight is Anthony Joshua in England. He'll make $100 million for that fight. If the WBC says your mandatory is a rematch with Wilder, he doesn't need Wilder. He doesn't. You know, yeah. it, 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 you know it's the same thing. You know, when you look at the, the way the computer, going into this fight, the computer had Anthony Joshua number one, Wilder number two, Usyk number three, and Tyson Fury number four. All right? Obviously, Tyson Fury is going to jump to number one, even though he beat number two. But I think that carries more weight. I think that, that Tyson Fury should be number one, Anthony Joshua number two. And, and you know, I, I have a problem with Usyk uh, up there. I really do. I, he had one heavyweight fight. You know, I, I'm not knocking his, his talent or anything, but uh, in any event. Yeah, the, it's it's uh, his rating is more for potential than it is for accomplishments. Yeah, I just, I just believe that in the heavyweight division and to let this marinate anymore would be ridiculous. I think tonight, uh, tonight's fight, uh, the the money that was made or will be made when they tally up the the pay per views, which I'm 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 sure they did very well with this fight. Um, I I think that it's going to show us that you need to make the big fights if you want the big money. You need to make the big fights. And another thing, the fact that these promoters work together, Alex was the reason it got so much fanfare. ESPN involved. You got marginal fans watching it. Fox, you know, uh, their relationship with 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 boxing, you know, that that got views, you know. So I, I thought ESPN Plus, they were promoting it. Uh, I, I just think that it was, it was a great promotion all around. Yeah, it really was. And I, um, I think the, uh, the Navarrete fight was good. I thought they were a little hard on um, uh, Fundora um, because I enjoyed watching that fight. Yeah, I, but the point with Fundora is, you know, the guy's six foot fifteen, and uh, you know he should learn how to throw a jab. Otherwise, he's, he's going to get hurt. Yeah, it was it was strange to see that he hasn't used that uh, because you'd think he would, could win easier, but if he perfected a jab. But um, I don't mind ha watching a guy doing some on-the-job training. And I think that's what we were seeing. And um, I thought the Australian, Lewis, was pretty tough. Yeah, uh, I, I'd want to see him again, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that, it, I don't know. So I, I thought they spent a lot of time just really ranking on the fact that the, the guy could fight a certain way. Well, if he was fighting that way... That fight would be dull. Um, I know, but he's he gets hit too much, Alex, and he true. he he true. should he should learn how to to set those punches up. He's obviously aggressive. He, he's he's sort of like a taller version of Ryan Garcia. Right. Well, that's what I was. That's what I mean by on the job training. Because what's more um, 
emphatic way uh, of learning device than a badly bleeding nose. Well, you got to have somebody in the corner helping you learn how to throw a jab, and maybe yeah. the fa- maybe the father is is hindering him from that. And well, I and- hopefully, yeah, hopefully they do. They watch this fight and do a post mortem on it because. Uh, I think they'll, even if they listen to uh, a third of what the commentators are, they're going to think, oh, yeah, we should work on jabs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of post-mortem or just mortem, uh, or should I say boredom, um, the heavyweight fight, the, the so-called elimination fight, Charles Ooh. Martin uh, against, uh, um, uh, what's his name, Charles? Uh, um, Gerald what? Washington. Gerald Washington, what did I say? Oh, against Charles Martin, yeah. Um, what a boring fight that is. And to me, uh, I can't even remember their names, let alone. And to me, it just shows you the discrepancy of the division where you get your first five, six guys that all make great fights that you, you're drooling over, and then you got those that next set of guys that, well, we saw them tonight. Yeah, and that is uh, disappointing that he, you know, Martin is in the, um, you know, a mandatory challenger. Uh, but, you know, clearly he did the one thing that we want heavyweights to do, and that's uh, put a guy to, uh, uh, flat on his back. And uh, he, you know, he did succeed in that. So he's got a footage. Uh, he's got a little clip uh, to sell a pay-per-view or to sell, uh, you know, just put a commercial out there uh that goes a long way for a heavyweight so to me that it really he he kind of saved his career with that shot um because that fight was dreary Um, so i I don't know navarrete was amazing uh the amount of punches that guy throws he uh, reminds me of leo santa cruz yeah he does but the thing yeah. is, is will he, he get? Will he get himself in there at times? It almost seems like his feet aren't under under him. But even that that was the way Pacquiao was always fast like that, uh, so speedy. It was almost like wow. It, it's almost like um, the, he's being carried in by the wind. And he's so young too. And yeah. uh, you know, hopefully uh, he can get some power back. Um, as far as Deontay Wilder goes, I, I would love to see him fight Andy Ruiz Jr. I would think that his next fight is going to be to, against some sacrificial lamb, but um, I would love to see him fight Andy Ruiz Jr. because I think Andy Ruiz Jr. would give Deontay Wilder all the trouble he could handle. And the reason why I say that isn't because I think Ruiz is a power puncher or anything like that, but the fact that he gets in his opponent's faces and he lets his hands goes, go and throws so many punches that seems to be Wilder's weakness. His lack of defense and basic movement uh, is going to be a hot topic with any opponent he faces from here on in. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely, and I think you're right. I think Andy Ruiz, the same way that he was um, dangerous to Anthony Joshua, he's dangerous to Wilder. Um, Maybe not quite as much so because Wilder has those really great Reflexes usually tonight he didn't because um, Fury was able to hurt him enough early um, and sort of slow him down and get him scared, uh, get not scared but hesitant. Um, uh, and I think that um, if Fury, if Ruiz doesn't get whacked out uh, early, 
he can fight in close. And that's one of the things about Wilder. He needs some room to throw those big bombs. Um, and that was the same thing that Ruiz was good with Joshua. Joshua's so big, um, he can't, can't fight in, in close. Ruiz is real quick and speedy-handed inside. Um, so, yeah, that could be an interesting matchup. And we don't know, because like you had said earlier, it could be that Wilder's confidence is now shot and kind of like a Humpty Dumpty type thing where now there's no putting him back together. Or he needs somebody to rebuild against. Ruiz might not be a great guy because the thing about Ruiz, he's got a hell of a chin. Um, so a hell of a, a guy with a hell of a chin who could fight in close, that might be a little too dangerous to build your confidence back up. Um, but maybe down the line he could fight somebody like that. Uh, so I, I don't know. You're right because uh, that that's the thing about Wilder is we don't know what this is going to leave of him. Um, it wasn't well. It was a battering knockout. Um, he was he was in rough shape. If you watch when Kenny Bayless waves it off, he doesn't react, and then he wa- then he sort of reacts. And realize it takes him like a split second. To me, he's out. So um, in, in this business, what it's evolved to is to position you as a fighter, whether you are doing it knowingly or you have a team behind you doing it, to position you to make some money. And the ultimate goal is a huge money fight, etc. Deontay Wilder got his huge money fight. It was tonight. Um, We could make the argument that he should have taken uh, money earlier. He probably still would be in this position. But nonetheless, he made life-changing, you know, uh, generational money uh, tonight. And when you look at it that way, you you start to say to yourself, well, what's he want to do? I mean, does he really want to rebuild and learn from scratch in in his 30s now or does he ride off into the sunset or does he just chalk it up as hey you know I had a bad night you know and and come back and be the same Deontay Wilder that he was because if he comes back to the ring and I'm not suggesting he's washed up but if he comes back to the ring we're going to get the same Deontay Wilder uh you know and the reason why I think that is to to assume that you could start him from scratch you, he wouldn't be ready to, to fight learning those new things for, for a couple of years. It's not like somebody's going to be able to teach him footwork and defense overnight, Alex. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think it would be a mistake to try. Um, I think what's the saying? Uh, guys born square don't die round. Uh, something like that. Well, it, but, but then again, you have Sugar Hill. Clearly, whatever they did in that camp, uh, help Tyson Fury, I don't care if it was mentally or whatever, help Tyson Fury knock out uh, Deontay Wilder. Now, you know, we have seen this in the past with Deontay. Somebody gives him a good old-fashioned uh, uh, ass kick, and the next thing you know, they're testing positive for steroids, thanks to Uncle Al. But um, it'll be interesting to see if all of a sudden something gets tarnished like that with this fight. Oh, that would That would stink. Um, I, I do think that, yeah, um, it, it, it is, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think that, 
I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I think Fury. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought he will beat him anytime they fight. Um, that was the sort of confidence I had. I didn't think he'd be able to sort of take him out like that. I thought he would, you know, outbox him and win a unanimous decision. Uh, I, I do think, um, I, I don't know, I think Wilder could come back from this. Um, but it, it, we'll have to see because it, this is unknown territory completely for him. He's definitely, definitely going to come back. He'll make another payday, but I think... Well, I mean, come back, like, successfully. Come back and, and not, you know, and come back and be like his old self. So right? who's not going to fight him? Who's not going to come right at him now when they fight Deontay Wilder? Who's not going to come right at him and just punch him in the face like you do to any other bully? Because Tyson Fury was right when he said, oh, he's a bully, and what you, how you beat bullies is you punch him in the face and you knock him out. And that's exactly what he did. You know, Wilder relied on one punch. And like I said, it was sad to watch him try to muster up that power shot because he had no other no other tricks in his bag. And, yeah. you know, I mean, that's the kind of fighter he is. And for all of his fans that loved him because he knocked uh, his opponents out, which is exciting, um, they're going to abandon him. You know, I hope that he just handles it mentally, you know, um, because... As far as his skill, Deontay's what he is. And um, if, you know, they feed him a couple of sacrificial lambs and then get him another shot, that's not going to be worth it either, you know. I think he should go for uh, another big money fight and call it a day. I mean, how, uh, well, how long do we expect him to stick around, you know. We all know that he didn't have the talent. He didn't have footwork. He didn't have movement. He wasn't ring savvy. They were trying to, all the pre-fight stuff, they were trying to make it see, oh, no, he, Timothy Bradley, oh, he knows. He sets you up. He does this. Ah, he doesn't set you up for nothing. He lets you, his hands go, and he hopes that something connects. Yeah, even one of the quotes that he even said was, I have the power to substitute anything that I lack. Well, wait a minute. You know, what about trying not to lack anything? Um, I mean, it's like he's aware of the fact that that's the thing that power is. It's an eraser. Well, tonight, uh, the thing about it was, you know, he's got these big, powerful missiles. They all stayed in the silos tonight. Um, so you're right. It, it could be that maybe... Uh, it, it, maybe that's the thing that that is also part. The the myth is shattered, and now everybody's going to rush him, and 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 maybe that's going to be uh, another thing that he has to deal with. I, I don't know. You, it, that could be a very good point because uh, we we'll have to just see because I, it, all, he, it it already seems like he's going to blame his corner. He was he was mad at them, and to you know I never realized until this promotion that. Um, uh, his his main trainer wasn't the guy that should be. You yeah, know? it's who is it? JD's and then Mark Breland. Mark Breland, I Mark Breland is the guy that should. He's the one with the knowledge. He's the one that should. You know that I I, I don't know. I think you're going to see Deontay Wilder blame everybody around him. He doesn't want to make excuses, but. He's going to fire he said every about a leg injury. Oh, is that what he's saying? 
I think so. That's that's right when I realized, oh, my keys. Where are my keys? Oh, well, I, he doesn't want to make excuses, but he had a lot of stuff going on and this and that. And, he, you know, he, he doesn't that, know why his trainers, he doesn't know why his corner stopped the fight. But he doesn't want to make excuses. You know, it's like, dude, you just rattled off a half a dozen of them, you know? Yeah, I think that's exactly how he phrased it. You know, I wasn't going to say anything, but my legs really been bothering yeah. me. Not making excuses. Yeah, I know. I, it's you know, but uh, but Tyson Fury gave him props, and uh, you know, Tyson Fury pr proved that you need brains in the sport of boxing. The sweet science is not boys and girls. What Floyd Mayweather has tried to cram down your throats. What you saw tonight from Tyson Fury is the sweet science. He was able to uh, put together a game plan and execute it. He was uh, elusive. You know, obviously Wilder never landed anything flush on him. And he was he was an attack. And, you know, to be honest with you, Alex, I thought that the way that Deontay could beat him was to force Tyson Fury to fight exactly how he did. Because when he fought Otto Wallen... Wallen was making Fury come to him, and he stunk it up. He stunk it up in that fight. But tonight, he showed an aggressive side that was accurate, prepared, and he was in great... You know what? You can say what you want about him being overweight, but he was in great shape. He wasn't huffing or puffing or anything. He could have went 12 rounds doing the same thing. I'm convinced of it. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And one of the things... I think of all the commentary, and there's been so many different commentators, it seems like they just have an army of people covering this. Um, I think Andre Ward has really made some great comments, and that was stuff, some of the stuff that he talked about was um, uh, some of the stuff with, um, I think I just completely lost my uh, train of thought on that. Oh well, hey, it happens to me all the time. You, you, it, especially when you you get older. But uh, it is uh, two twenty-five in the morning. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. But uh, what uh, was I how, how did you score? How did you have the fight scored up? Did you score it? Yeah, um, but I did kind of. I, I had Fury winning every round. I didn't think Wilder did enough to pick up any round. I me too. Um, I had one round close which was the second round, but every I still gave it to Fury. I gave Fury every round, and I had it at the time of the stoppage, 59-52, because the fifth round ended up being a 9-8 round uh, because of the point, because of the mystery point deduction. But uh, uh, Fury gave uh, Deontay Wilde a good old-fashioned beating, Alex, and uh, I think that the, the next fight for Tyson Fury has to be AJ. It's the only fight. Um, and then maybe Wilder fight the winner of that. I, I don't know. But those three guys deserve big money fights, and really they should be against each other. Yeah, I would love to see Fury versus Joshua. Uh, what I was going to say was that uh, the thing that Ward made an excellent point about was, I forget, maybe it was Max Kellerman uh, who asked him, well, how do you fight a, a guy who hits so hard? Um, and he said the way you fight a guy like that is punch when make try to punch when they're punching so you're almost your punches are harder because they're coming forward and coming into it so you have their momentum working against them that's kind of what fury did um from the very start he met 
aggression with aggression. Um, and uh, that, I think, was what took Wilder off base from the very start. And you know what? To me, that's why I say it's an all-time great performance. If you go back and watch the first round of Ali Foreman and Zaire, that's what Ali did. He completely fought against type. Foreman didn't know what to do. Ali came out flat-footed and slugging. And from then on, it was like the fight was turned upside down. And that's kind of what Fury did tonight. That's a great point. And uh, I, I tell you, I, I think that Tyson Fury, one of the things that he realized is how untalented Wilder is when you take the power away. And I think he exposed that. By going forward, he exposed the terrible footwork that Wilder has. By throwing punches from a, just a couple of different angles. He was doing a one-two and he slipped in an uppercut every now and then. And just that mixture of three different punches had Wilder all confused. And he couldn't throw his power right hand because Tyson Fury understands and controlled the distance. So those three things made it look easy for Tyson Fury. And when Tyson Fury, re, re, you know, reviewed the tape of the first fight, the truth of the matter is, is he got sloppy twice, and twice he hit the deck, and it cost him the win then because he dominated, just like you've said many times on this show, he dominated that fight. I still thought he won that fight. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And I think that that's, um, that was one of the uh, – I don't know if you saw there was one poster for the fight that did seem a little biased in the way they made it and where they put the two and how they stack the different fighters. And it almost was like setting things up for a third fight. And I was like, you know, Tyson, the thing about Tyson Fury, he's not the kind of guy that's going to coast. Um, and he meant business tonight. He wasn't going to go waltz to a 12-round decision. He said he was going to knock him Spock out, and he did. I tell you, he uh, he definitely did, and it was uh, it was worth it. The guy uh, the guy had a complete show. Any final thoughts uh, before you go sleepy? Uh, I don't know. I tell you, I think it was just a. I'm not. I, I'm wired now, man, because I, I I think we boxing just had a great night. This is. This is really terrific that the heavyweight division has uh, get, like a, got a nice big shot in the arm. And I tell you, I think that if we learned anything, if the sport learned anything tonight, it learned that you need to have the big fights happen. By marinating them and keeping them away ruins it. It pushes people away. I think tonight showed that you make the fights and it, and it creates unity. This fight wasn't that far off the first fight. You know what I mean? So um, they didn't wait four years to have this rematch. So um, I think that it, I agree it was a great night for the sport. Alex, yeah. I appreciate you taking time and uh, glad to see you uh, <clears throat> found your keys. And uh, hopefully hopefully you'll have them for next week's show. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe uh, going, calling a cab to maybe go get the car, or do I trust that <laughs> nobody's going to find the keys? Oh, God. Yeah, maybe you should. I would I would get it. You never know. you know. But uh, anyway, Alex, thanks a lot, and congrats because you picked this one from day one. All right, Billy C., take care. All right, take it easy. That's uh, my man Alex Papali uh, giving us uh, his thoughts on, on the fight. 
my final thoughts uh, on this fight was that uh, Tyson Fury uh, had a great performance. There's no question about it. And, um, you know, I, I, I have always said, and I don't mean to harp on it, but I've always said that, uh, um, you know, Deontay Wilder was extremely overrated, but he had the equalizer. He had the power punch. It saved him for 42 fights previously to tonight. Actually, 43, if you want to count the, uh, the draw. Uh, tonight, it failed him. And the reason why it failed him is because he faced a guy that had ring smarts and knew how to box and used Deontay Wilder's strength against him. I think that this fight, you know, more than being a signature fight for Tyson Fury uh, and being a, 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 a see, let's see where he goes from here type of a fight for Wilder, I think that this fight um, illustrated two other important points for the sport of boxing. One we were just talking about, that, you know, the sport needs the big fights to take place when they're hot, like this one tonight, um, especially the heavyweights. It, it drew a lot of interest from non-diehard boxing fans, uh, regular media, not just sports media. Uh, everybody was talking about this fight. Um, so we need these fights. The other thing I think it, it showed us is that, and, and it, it should be a message to young fighters and even young trainers and, and wannabe promoters and wannabe managers, that when you coddle a fighter, it only works for so long. Now, you could say that it was successful with Wilder because he ended up making, you know, cash-out type money tonight. But it didn't help him any by letting him progress his, with his career without teaching, without this guy learning anything other than I knock people out with my right hand. And uh, tonight, it, it, Tyson Fury showed that in the sport of boxing, to be a great fighter, you need to have more than one, one weapon. And if you go back in the history of the sport, you'll see that all the best fighters did multiple things. You could say what you want about Mike Tyson, but he was a great defensive fighter. He was an attack fighter. He was an accurate puncher. He had great head movement, did a lot of stuff. You know, Larry Holmes, great jab, catch up with you, great chin, a lot of heart. Uh, had some pop, and the list goes on and on. So um, Deontay Wilder, I felt sorry for him uh, during this fight because he was he had nowhere else to go, no, no other tricks in his bag. He had a little Ziploc. He didn't have a big bag full of tricks, just a little Ziploc. And I hope he learns his lesson. Um, and I also think that his corner did him a favor. Hey, listen, if you just uh, stumbled across this show, we broadcast live right here on this YouTube uh, channel uh, every single uh, Sunday morning. You can also catch us on the radio dial. We're on uh, uh, many stations throughout the U.S. and Canada. Uh, also, check out our 24-hour, seven-day-a-week uh, channel, the Billy C. Boxing Channel, uh, available through Roku. Just check it out through GinecoUSA.com. Sign up uh, today for free. And uh, check out uh, all of our specials. We're in our 16th year. So uh, hopefully we'll uh, get to have you join us uh, next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby.